Welcome to Pragyan Advisories Straight from the Heart, the podcast. Hello everyone. We are here today to talk about something very interesting, uh, which I have realized that the business community wants to discuss, wants to talk. So here we are, it's me, Vivek Tiwari and my partner Sunil, uh, both from Pragyan Advisory. And today we will talk about institution building, especially in the backdrop of startups. Last few years, I would rather say the decade has been a decade of startups. A lot of good promising stories we have seen. And at times there have been stories where uh, we have questioned the very conduct, the way things have happened. So in this backdrop, we will talk about institution building. Uh, I would like to first start this uh, conversation with Sunil by asking a question. Uh, Sunil, I remember that uh, some time back on 15th August, you had written a blog on institutional builders uh, of modern India. And modern India means independent India. And there were some very prominent names that were there. Now, institution building, as per you, uh, how important it is? What's the relevance today, especially in the backdrop of the startup culture uh, where you know, there are there are a lot of organizations that are getting seed funding money. Uh, they are becoming from 10 to 20 to 40 to 100 and they are growing at a great pace. And of course, we have different kinds of stories coming in. So your view on institution building. Thanks, Vivek. And um, thanks a lot for um, having this podcast. And I realize that this is a very, very important question that all of us are reflecting upon and the reason why that 15th August article was written also was uh, in many ways to pay homage to some of the, the, the great institutional builders that this country had seen. And the reason why that caught my attention was the following, that uh, post-independence was a time of, there was a great deficit of institutions, there was reduced hope. You also were looking for growth and re-energizing and revitalizing the entire country. And you have these few, and these are a representative sample of you, like the likes of Dr. Korean, Dr. Baba, uh, Dr. Kalam, Dr. Vikram Sarabhai, all these people contributed their bit to building institutions. Um, what did they really end up doing? And so we realized that institution building is a never-ending process, technically. Every generation, every few decades, you need institutional builders. Uh, do we need them today? In fact, I was asking this question to myself that do we even need institutional builders in today's day and age when things are so dynamic, so quickly evolving, technologies are becoming so obsolete, it makes sense to do a startup, see it reach a certain value, sell it off and move on and start something else. But then on reflection, I realized that no, institutional building is required because for one primary reason. The reason is that the interconnectedness that exists today between any organization, its customers, the larger ecosystem, stakeholders, regulators is high, very, very high. That challenge is going to put enormous pressure on all the entrepreneurs who are setting up new businesses. Why? Because what they do, what they say and what they do not do will all have ramifications on the organization and how it is perceived by people. So if they are talking of certain services, talking of certain solutions, talking of certain behaviors, but the larger ecosystem does not see that getting demonstrated, 
it is going to have a significant damaging effect therefore while the entrepreneurs will look at the material side of the business always very important they will also have to look at the belief that is driving this very creation of their setup what is that deeper thought or purpose that is driving them and therefore to that extent institutional building will always be a very very critical piece that's the sense that uh, we have and i know that there have been and you also worked with very different organizations and some of the in fact one of the largest if i may say so where you have also had first hand experience of how an entrepreneur really really does institution building so uh, what have been your experiences of having worked with organizations uh, the way that you have worked with yeah so of course uh, one of the things is that we do agree that institution building has been important will always be important uh, in any era uh, now you were talking about uh, my experiences i'll share with you one experience of mine uh, working with what we call uh, you know maybe we want to call it the biggest startup on this planet uh, which is amazon and why we call it because of course the organization is big huge spread throughout the globe entering into different arenas but still it works like a startup to an extent that we used to call it and we still call it the day one culture you know day one signifies that freshness that youthfulness that is associated with startup and i remember the important point that uh, the founder jeff bezos always always communicates uh, i still remember there was a point when in one of the town halls he was asked what is day, day two and what is day two means describe day two and in one word i mean he gave a long explanation but the essence was day two is death so so now coming to what exactly uh, it means it means that there is something unique about um, institution builders and i see jeff as an institution builder definitely uh, interesting thing is that as an entrepreneur uh, when i have an idea i may have an idea about a product um um an area where i can introduce that product or service and uh, i can make money and all of that that's fine that's important but at the same point in time what is the bigger vision and uh, as time passes on and as you move forward and you taste some success how does that vision expand i think expansion is life and that's the golden rule of institution building that uh institution building would always have an element of expansion in a sense where the connectivity or connectedness with the group that you associate as yours increases so if there is a certain section called employees then it becomes community then the community becomes bigger and bigger now uh what it also means is that uh, this vision is shared with the larger community and it is shared in a manner where it gets percolated down through systems through processes even through rituals so if you ask me about amazon there is this typical ritual of uh, having a team meeting discussing about a problem or a solution and one seat is kept vacant and if you ask what that one seat is that one seat represents the customer and the idea is always remember that there is a customer and all of this that is happening is happening for the customer and therefore what would you do for the customer while you were designing this solution that's a ritual a very powerful ritual of course there are processes thinking backwards and all of that uh, so what i mean is that there is a founder who has a vision the vision keeps on expanding the founder's vision is not only about a product or a service it's much bigger it gets bigger and bigger but the fundamentals always remain the same and what's the testimony to it the testimony is the first letter that is shared with the shareholders once the company went public uh, 
every year that letter still goes out to the shareholders um, you know along with the new letter now that is about saying that there are certain fundamental principles on which we believe we will not deviate from them and this is not just i would say and this is where you know a normal entrepreneur is differentiated from an institution builder who has a strong vision this idea is not simply a semantic legerdemain which will keep on changing as the course changes as things present of course you will be adaptable of course you will change with respect to your business model your products but core fundamentals would always remain the same that's the beauty and i think some people call it culture some people call it ways of working whatever it is your fundamental premise has to be deeply seated um, and 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 that has to be communicated and people who would walk with you a long path would see meaning in it and if they don't see meaning in it they will never be able to walk a long path with you that's one so so that that that's very interesting in fact the way you articulated this um uh, translates to and uh, uh, give me a bit of rope here if i were to put it there are essentially five questions that lie at the heart of institution building if i were to put it that way one of course is what is this ideal or this goal or this ambition that is being pursued mm-hmm. at the end of the day let that remain at the heart of it mm-hmm. that that's one the second piece is who is this entity really serving so that is an important question to say that who are those people who are really being served mm. is it the shareholder mm. uh, the investors or is there a larger community mm. that could be another question that maybe the, the the institution builders typically or the the entrepreneurs in today's day and age could look at the third one would be what is the entrepreneur's idea of success correct now our my own sense is that this also will evolve so a 23 year old view of success what it might be 2 years from now maybe very different from maybe 10 years later right But the point is how are they defining success that's the important question to answer the fourth one is at the end of the day what is this entrepreneur really valuing hmm yeah. hmm now uh, that's an important question that entrepreneurs may have to answer for themselves hmm and very often they may also need help from others to find clarity to that question mm-hmm. and last but not the least if that is what you are valuing what is driving this pursuit what mm. lies at the heart of it mm. because very often it is this character of the entrepreneur that will often translate yeah. that whether i am truly building an institution which will last say 100 years from now or it will die out maybe possibly after the first sell off that happens right. to another right. uh, another entity right your thoughts on that so i uh, well i i agree to what you are saying and while you were saying this you know i got reminded of something very interesting if you allow me i'll share it with you and this comes from uh, the house of tatas i i i i remember uh, the late jari tata uh, once saying this and uh, maybe i'm not quoting it exactly but somewhat to this extent he he was he, he said this um, we feel a certain pride that we are somewhat different from others you know and uh, and this factor has worked against our growth i remember he saying this uh, what would have happened if our philosophy was like that of some other companies which do not stop at any means to attain their ends uh, i have often thought of that and i have come to the conclusion that if we were like other groups we would be twice as big and then and then he goes on and he says and that's important because that's where you were saying that what success means that's where i'm coming uh, i'm i'm trying to address that what we have sacrificed is a 100% growth 
but we wouldn't want it any other way uh, that's jrd tata okay and that's why you have the house of tatas when you look at an organization which has lasted uh, decades and 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 you look at it with pride and you talk about many things that are happening even the tragic event of uh, the attack on mumbai and what happened after that 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 this this clarity once it dawns it is not just verbal jugglery it has dawned it remains firm and it gets cascaded from one generation to the other that's a fundamental premise of i think institution building but vivek the question that can it can always be argued is that isn't it too idealistic and expecting a 23 year old entrepreneur or a 21 year old entrepreneur just out of college to expect such kind of high ideals when <laughs> what might be easy and effective would be to be more practical yeah 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 so two two points i have and i think um, yeah it may it may also sound sound very idealistic but i'll still say those two points one i think this question comes up many a times and my answer to it is that uh, and i heard it from someone and i found it very powerful i i don't think so whether it was said in this context or the other but it very it suits this context and the answer is that uh, you cannot put lipstick on a fully grown gorilla so what i'm trying to say here is that if you are trying to build a certain kind of culture and decision making framework once the gorilla has grown fully in size and then you would like to you know put the lipstick on i don't think so it works so some of the fundamental things have to be inserted from the very beginning that's one second to say that a 23 year 24 year old will not be able to understand and appreciate this i think we are expecting too little from our youth uh the youth which can cast a vote and decide the fate of the nation i i don't think so can can you know will not be able to understand these kind of it's i think many a times it's our projection and when i'm saying our you know i'm including a lot of people it's our projection when we say these things i think the another point which i would like to make here is the responsibility of the financial institutions because youth will have an idea and i'm just you know don't don't take youth as as an age anyone who starts an entrepreneurial journey at 45 at 60 there is a certain degree of youthfulness in that person that's what i'm talking about so uh, this individual or a group of individuals would need help and support uh, and the biggest help and support comes in the form of finances now the investor should also be very clear in their minds are they taking a bet on a dealer who can create a fantastic story who will get into a particular sector with some idea and product and will be able to sell that story to a few people create an organization and double the money quadruple the money and then there are inherent risks in that it may go uh in a certain tangential manner where there can be uh, image risks like we had in the case of uber uh if you are trying to work in this way of dealing with a dealer who can quadruple your money make your money 10 times that's great that's one way of looking at it well i would not call it great but i would say that's one way of looking at it at it there's another way of looking at an entrepreneur who has the character of a leader or perhaps it's a duty of a financial institution to instill the character of a leader by also talking about things which makes the entrepreneur understand that this venture of entrepreneurship is a balance of give and take you contribute and you acquire and therefore that has to be embedded at the time of giving the money 
and once the money has been given in the day to day running and operations of the business so that the very foundation is has that that ability of one day turning into a big institution whether it will become it will not become i can't say that but i think that's the duty of the investors and the difference is are they dealing with a dealer who can simply promise them to quadruple their money and in that are inherent risks uh, that they that they are willing to take or are they really betting on someone who has a fundamentally great business idea who is smart uh, who can give you short term gains at the same point in time can create long term value the fruits of which will be enjoyed by generations to come and that's where folks like dr kurian and many others that you talked about uh, they can they come into picture so that's that's all that i have to say i think i i spoke a little more than expected on this one i got carried away so that's very interesting vivek the way you articulated that and as you were um, articulating i realized that one of the big challenges that uh, institutions face across is the whole aspect of trust or the lack of it and i think if we have our entrepreneurs or budding entrepreneurs focusing increasingly on these aspects i think they will be able to build organizations which will be not only known for great quality products and services but they will also be known for a certain character if i may put it uh, uh, and we believe that institution building is also uh, layered it's not that all institutions will be exactly of the same shape and form but in essence um uh, what is emerging very clearly is that uh, for institutional building entrepreneurs need to be invested in a deep fundamental idea an idea that they are very passionate about and they believe that it is going to make a significant difference second they are comfortable investing a significant amount of their mental emotional physical energy to see it through and therefore the time horizon in which they are playing assumes great significance the way i see it three success it not just material success is also about the kind of character they are able to build in that whole process so for a small setup it could be as simple as the way the teams work to a large setup where these things have been embedded into the process right from hiring to promotion to the way transparency is demonstrated etc the 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 fourth piece that assumes great significance in the way you articulated this piece is their own ability to self discover and go through their own discovery self discovery for that matter that is important because it's it's clear that as leaders grow old as as they age there is a certain level of maturity that begins to dawn so they are able to see some of these perspectives much better and how they are able to use this self discovery is a very very critical aspect and that brings us to the last one piece which is the role that the mentors play in helping them see the mirror at regular intervals so that they can calibrate their style their approach and take this particular piece forward chances are if these four or five things fall in place what they will end up doing is they will build organizations that will one evoke trust in the larger stakeholder community they will also be sustainable and will run in the long run and will will continue in the long run quite significantly that essentially is in essence what is emerging from this entire story of institutional building agreed yes i think you have captured it very very well sunil that's what it emerges 
and uh, the way you have captured the points was was amazing i think uh, our listeners would benefit from us uh, from this this podcast and we would like to hear their comments their views did, did they find this valuable any other thing that they think um, is important that we missed uh, please share with us uh, this is vivek and sunil signing off uh, with their first podcast from pragyan advisory thank you thank you